1995, Willie Ames debuted his new show. That was Bible Man. And this is Godfellas. Saddle up with Mickey and me As we head on an adventure in Odyssey We'll focus on the family with a veggie tale The greatest adventure with great detail Godfellas, Godfellas Meeting online for a small group time Godfellas, Godfellas Christian media gets a rewind Hello everybody and welcome to another electrifying episode of Godfellas, the small group that meets online. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Mr. Brandon. And today we will be talking about a, uh, I guess a pretty well-known superhero in uh, in Christianity. He's not in the Bible, but uh, he is the Bible man. And uh, before we, <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode, folks. I'm telling you right now. Before we uh, before we get into that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce our guest. He is a very talented improviser. He is a very gifted actor. He's very funny. He uh, knows a lot about comic books. If you have someone you want to talk to about uh, Marvel and things like that, he is your man. Look no further. He is absolutely wonderful. You are in for a treat today, folks. Please put your hands together, unless you're driving, for Mr. Peter Kohanek. Hey, everybody. Hey, good evening. Peter, thank you. Thank you so much for watching bible man and, and for being here uh today <laughs> it is literally my pleasure in so many ways you say that now oh yeah <laughs> just wait just give it time i mean he's already watched the uh the episode that's true so. the hard part's done yeah the, sure. the battle's over so uh peter did you grow up as like a sunday school kid as a as a big church guy or not so much oh yeah absolutely i mean we we had the full scope of with the exception of McGee and me, I think we pretty much touched everything. That was, I don't know why that was. I think it was always rented out of the church library, so we never quite like clicked on it. But uh, yeah, VeggieTales, Three, Two, One Penguins, um, the, the whole Big Idea special, um, Donut Man, even um, Bible Man was, was seminal. Stuff like that is just, you know, these deeply ingrained, you know, things. Salty, of course. <laughs> the man himself the man the myth the anthropomorphized <laughs> painted book hey kids um, take a look at my pages <laughs> oh get on in there and uh, open me up, <laughs> open me up. Oh, i open from the back i put the face in the front uh, which is worse we don't know <laughs> rustle don't. around in there i really oh, feel oh, like boy. it was a uh it was a lose-lose situation with the placement yep. of the of the yeah. book so his hands could still come out the side yeah yeah boy so did you have a favorite growing up like if you could get your hands on on whatever that was that was like a winning day for you sure um veggie tales i think is always gonna remain the ultimate there was something about it that was just so fun and like you know my parents liked it because they've got monty python jokes and the you know the french peas are throwing things over the the wall of jericho and like they're saying things like schmaltz and you know 
it's very silly, very fun, and uh, for for a lot of people. And there's still things that I think about uh, regularly um, in from Veggie Tales, even on like the more serious things um, that sort of comfort me in in hard times from from Veggie Tales. Um, that being said, everything else was kind of on a level playing field. With, with Veggie Tales being like the the grand exception, because you could put that on and anybody would enjoy it. Um, I mean, you mentioned it last week, how like the kids in your classes now like click with VeggieTales. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. something about it that's just so enjoyable and and palatable in a a fresh way that it's 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 clever. Yeah, it's not two dimensional, literally. Right. And uh, the the, the reason I wanted you uh, on this episode specifically is that like. You are a huge comic book guy, like not just, you know, you watch all the movies and everything, but you like know your stuff when it comes to comic books and superheroes and things like that. So I wanted to see where Bible Man would rank amongst other superheroes. But like I so full disclosure, I never watched Bible Man until I was like an adult oh, and man. I was watching it like to make fun of it. So I ne- I never grew up with it. Sure. It was like greatest adventure from the Bible, Veggie Tales, Mag- a lot of McGee and me. But do you never remember the Bible Story man. Keepers? It's familiar. I don't remember it, though. It's it's a wild concept. I, I just remembered it just now. I, I, I should have mentioned it earlier. It was this animated show. That was about the first generation of persecuted Christians in Rome. Oh my god! Oh which my god. On, a, on that level, <laughs> sounds hey kids. awful, right? Like, right? Like, and it, it just is, you know, propelling this idea of like 20th century Christian persecution in America. Essentially, looking back on it now, but it's right. this, you know, this big like myth that like, oh, in this country, you know, our values are being squashed and so on. But uh, in in this show, it was like the Romans essentially telling their kids this is what Jesus was. They were like, you know, passing down the oral tradition from the disciples. And so, you know, kind of interesting. But yeah, and then looking back on it, it's like, oh, yeah, they were constantly under threat of being thrown to the lions like 10 feet from their house. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But again, back to the. uh, the, Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Tangent number one. So you grew up reading comic books. Did you were you a fan of Bible Man growing up? Yeah. So um, I was never allowed until much later to participate in more of the mainstream superhero culture other than like um, every once in a while. It was like a treat on vacation. We would go to a grocery store and they had like three different comic books and you would get one or you would get Nick magazine. Um, Mm. So it, it was it was something that I had this passion for um and very much wanted to be engaging with but right. didn't have the chance to fully get into it until i had sort of my own job my own money to to you know really dig in deep and so um i had to substitute those things especially as a child with things like larry boy and bible man um he larry was boy the would guy. eat bible man for lunch by the way <laughs> absolutely yeah. beyond the shadow of a doubt which i think yeah. is a villain in one of the bible man episodes right <laughs> um but yeah uh bible man was you know i talk about all the other sort of media being on a, a similar playing field bible man was like upper tier within that because Ooh. here was and i and i totally am ready to dive into this with you guys because brandon did you 
Did you really get into it at all as a kid? Were you exposed to this? This is the first episode of Bible Man I've ever seen in my entire life. Welcome to yes. the, the hardcore Bible Man fandom. <laughs> 25 oh, years strong. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, it, it was um, it was something that like here was something my parents would let me watch because a lot of things that were quote unquote violent were not allowed in our house. And so this was kind of my way of getting some of this action stuff while still being able to like, you know, watch it around my parents, which was, which was fun. Right. Were you now last question before we get into it, were you allowed to watch like star Wars as a kid? Well, that's the thing is there is a certain threshold with my parents that like, if they really liked something, we could watch it, you know? Uh, so like Star Wars was one of those things where it like, oh, well, they don't show any blood. It's all right. And like I was 11 years old when Revenge of the Sith came out and it was this yes. whole discussion in my house of do we let him see this PG-13 movie yeah. at the age of 11? And it was like this whole like d- question. And I being a diehard Star Wars fan at that point, I was like. I have to. I have to see yeah. this. This is the end. Um, <laughs> there so will never be another one. There will never be another. <laughs> this intellectual property, I said as an 11-year-old, this intellectual property is so treasured and garnered culturally um, and respected by every artist involved. Surely they will not create a new tome to add to the story beyond the original mm. vision of the creator. And that's something that, you know, life changes. But yeah, so that was something that was was acceptable. But again, it was the I think the blood thing. Mm -hmm. And then there also wasn't like. At least uh, apparent like drug use or drinking in Star Wars, it was still sort of in the fantasy world, you know, kind of like how a lot of kids watch Lord of the Rings as as kids, you know, because It's within that reasonable threshold of Christian parenting of, oh, well, there's theological themes in it. I don't know uh, what it's like. Chronicles of Narnia, but uh, <laughs> by an atheist. Um, so <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about anything or, or Tolkien's, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's yeah. brilliant. We love it. So it's fine. Yeah, it, it is fine. And you know what else is fine? Well, maybe not fine. You know, let's just talk about it. This episode of Bible Man. Settle up your horses. So this episode of Bible Man is entitled The Bible Man Adventure, The Incredible Force of Joy. And what happens Mm. in this episode is uh, there is a a villain whose name I've already forgotten. Peter, what what is the villain's name? So, yeah, I just did a uh, for the audience. (laughs) I watched this about a week ago and then did a little refresher so I would be totally uh, prepared. Uh, not, I mean, what I'm trying to say is this is deeply embedded in my DNA. This no, name this is, is written on his heart. <laughs> this is the master of misery in this episode. The, the master of misery. Of That's course. It. Yes. That's right. The mas- so the master of misery um, is causing this kid at school to not want to participate in the science fair. <laughs> this random and- <laughs> junior high student. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> and uh, and Bible man has to uh, has to stop him. So, Brandon, you just said you'd never seen Bible man before. So going into this, how are you? How are you feeling? What's Zach got me watching now? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, so I like to put my self I like to engage with things, you know. I'm I'm not gonna just start writing things off before I you know, before I watch them and um I was trying to maybe put myself in a uh, in my second grade self and try to remember what you know what maybe what this would have been like for me to see it back then and it's you know it's super campy but i watched plenty of campy things you know so i i didn't want to like i didn't want to dismiss it because of that you know and there's um there's there's definitely like some nuggets there's some nuggets that i could take away like there's some good stuff there it's it's not like it's not like nonsense there are some things that you could you could uh have converse start conversations with with your kids and like that you know so that's that's definitely a possibility i am just absolutely at the wrong age to be watching this for the first time i think that like bottom line it just come that's that is my you know that that's the big thing here it's just i am Honestly. yeah and it's like it's very outdated it you know obviously not, sure not a, like not really a problem it's just i am seeing it this this at the wrong time i just am yeah, well, I'm, and I'm kind of tempted because I know this was 95 when, I don't know when this one debuted specifically. I think this but one was being 99. That, being that it's still oh, the man. Willie Ames area, right. era, area. Yeah, it's around that time. Still before pre-millennial. The other... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, I know that, like, Power Rangers was, like, super goofy and stuff like that, too. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, is it on the same level playing field? Where I think Bible Man differs, and if you both disagree with me i'll understand this but i feel like willie ames is taking it like so serious he is a storyteller in this like yeah. you yeah. can tell he is this is his vision this is his world that he's crafted like is a little it's a little off-putting um <laughs> just kind of the intensity in which he describes bible man um, you know, oh, the that little interview at the end, right? The little behind the scenes things they'll tag on the end. Bible man's actually a believer. <laughs> really? Willie. Right. You know, this is the difference between him and the other superheroes is he believes in God and like, you know, nobody yeah. else believes in God and the yeah. sin of Captain America. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. But it's just, yeah. The, but I also felt like his goofy sincerity is what made the show like kind of watchable because all the stuff that was for me that was supposed to be funny like it just it fell flat because i was like well right the guy's like making like goofy faces and like you know falling down the stairs so it's not that funny but seeing willie ames just like be so sure that he's making like quality content. It was really like I was in the little superheroes room. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm late. Uh, and he's doing the little he's doing the little head nod. Like, come here, I gotta whisper this thing to you while they're about to murder some man um, yeah. in an alley and you know underground. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's so committed to everything that like yeah, I think it's I think it's admirable at least if you know at the very least. <laughs> If you're going to create content that is if you're going to put yourself and your personal brand on this content, why not? Why not sell it? You know, sure. It just sucks sure. that so much of the actual quality of the content is so bizarrely mediocre. Yeah. 
Um, but but before we we kind of start slam dunking on this Oops. too hard, was were there actual things in this, Brandon? You said that there were some nuggets. Uh, what were things that we actually thought were were good? Bible man's big like point at the end was it's not about how we react when things are going well; it's how we handle you know how we respond to things going poorly, and I think that is a mm. good lesson to learn. Sure. You know being a being a good loser you know this is these are this is definitely something this is a topic that you know parents should be having yeah, this is a conversation parents should be having with their kids uh, i th- i feel like anyone can be happy and joyful when things are going great so that's a th- that is an example of a nugget that i think could be a good conversation starter i think i think there's a lot of noise there's a yeah. lot of noise in this episode which is where I got lost. Mm. It's, um, I like a nice, simple thread to pull on, especially with things like this. When there's a low budget and when you're kind of doing more with less, pick a lane and tell, just tell a nice, simple story. I think that's something McGee and me does time and time again. You know, there are, there's lots of Christian kids content out there who just, that just, you know, we'll tell a simple story, pull on a single thread. Don't do it too. Don't do, you know, too much, not too crazy. And I think Bible man's a little over the top. I think it just gets a little carried away. So if what you're saying, yeah, I mean, I'm, if I understand what you're saying is um, you shouldn't be going between seven different locations within the span of like three minutes <laughs> and then going back to them again. Oh, man. Like 10 minutes. Oh, after my. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I, I guess I yeah. understand. Let's just keep throwing it, new characters. It was just. <laughs> yeah. I I had a moment like during where I thought like, okay, surely the episode is, is like almost over. And I hit pause and I was like six minutes in and I was like, yikes. <laughs> and that was my big thing. This was a long episode. It really, it really this is. Was, I mean, it should be what? 15, 18 minutes, maybe like 10. <laughs> very much no, in like in all seriousness yeah like like a tw- like a twenty. i don't know how long oh, yeah. the are what they shake yeah. out to 23 yeah but there you go so like that's kind of the the cutoff point for me with stuff sure. like this it should be in the 20 minute range this was 37 minutes that it's a big difference it, yeah. it really is very much the yeah. energy uh, P, what, of, was there anything that you like oh yeah um well i was i was just gonna tack on real quick uh, if you don't mind yeah, yeah. uh very much the yeah, energy yeah. of the pastor who knows the clock in front of the congregation has turned to 11 o'clock and the sermon should be over, mm. but he just keeps getting excited <laughs> about whatever he's talking about. So uh-huh. he just kind of vamps and repeats uh-huh. and the musicians are already halfway up there and they can't stop. And it's like, what are we doing here? And so like, I have to just yeah. elaborate because if I don't say everything, they're not going to get anything, even though everybody's ready to you know walk out and get food. Um, I so what one thing that I really loved as a kid was the action. So the the yeah the action and how silly and funny it was. As as a guy who always sort of latched onto the comedy relief when it came to movies like Lion King, I didn't watch it for anything that happens other than Timon and Pumbaa. I'm pretty sure I would start the movie if once we had the DVD at the scene where Timon and Pumbaa are introduced. Like, that's all that mattered to right. me. And so to have every single character in a show just be funny 
at least as my, you know, seven year old brain understood, this is what this is what comedy is because they're telling me it is, Um, you know, that was that was just fun. And then also like they had lightsabers. That was the coolest thing. Copyright infringement. Who cares about it? Who cares? And they didn't look terrible. They didn't no, look terrible. You never see them powered down, but they don't look terrible. They look pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I think it was just a lot of that. And, and what I mentioned earlier about just being like, this was a version of the content and stuff I wanted to see that was yeah. a pro, you know, as at least as I understood it, appropriate for me that I could watch it, you know, ad nauseum because my parents were like, well, he's very excited about it. It's scripture all over the place. Um, Our hands are tied. Right. Like we would rather have him look to him than, you know, dirty sinner Captain America, Steve Rogers. Um, apparently. Ugh. I know. Terrible, awful, awful human <laughs> being. No sense of morality. Where does he get his morals from? Huh? Huh? What is that? Language. Yeah. Come Language. on. Now that's now that's funny. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up because. I was just thinking about the moment in the Avengers the other day where Captain America goes, they're like, oh, they're basically gods. He's like, there's only one God, ma'am. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. And every Christian kid in the crowd went, oh, my gosh, it's so good. It's so funny. And it got quoted on everybody's Tumblr for months after that. And Mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing in this in this movie that this is the whole 37 minutes of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I had the the opposite of that at at my theater, uh-huh. or not not at my theater. Here I'll say what I mean to say, then sure. that'll make more sense. So I had more people doing the faux persecution thing, where I was just like talking to people, like, "Yeah, I want to go see Avengers." And when Steve Rogers said that, my theater stood up and booed. And I'm like, "Okay, they didn't." Oh like, my. I, I wasn't there, but. I can guarantee that. Yeah, like I heard from like not many people, but a few like uh-huh. real like those kind of Christians who were just like, oh, my theater, they they booed. People got up and left. I was like, yeah, maybe to get like a refill. But like, no, they, they came back. <laughs> this <laughs> godless nation not, did not happen. Cannot accept. Yeah, I was like, oh, a CGI. Yeah, I was like, you mean to tell me this movie that's like <laughs> this movie that's like annihilating the box office yeah people are walking out yeah they hate it yeah it's i awful. think so it's, I, these I like, movies are never going yeah. anywhere <laughs> so i feel like we've been uh nice enough to a uh, bible man and now let's just uh <laughs> let's let let's let the floodgates open Here and uh you know i thought i was going to be able to watch this again right before recording <laughs> i watched this yesterday and i was like maybe i'll be able to get another one in and i was like i I can't do it. It's, I can't it's do tough. it. It really like, I, is. I, yeah, it was like, and it wasn't, here was the worst thing about it that I realized. I wasn't, it wasn't like salty where I was watching it and I'm like, how is this happening? Or it wasn't like, even God's Not Dead where I was so angry when I was watching that. Yes. And like there, but knowing I was going to get to talk about it, like just like frantically jotting down notes about things that made me mad. This one it didn't do anything for me in either way. Like it didn't make me angry. It didn't make me happy. And it just left me kind of like, Oh, that. yeah. See the problem with a God's not dead is, you know, exactly the type of Christian or person that loves it, that loves a God's not dead. You know who 
they you know who they were making that for. Oh, right. You absolutely, absolutely do. Like it makes perfect sense when you're when you're watching it. Bible man's harmless, I think. Yeah. Um there was a line when they were talking about the uh the device that was um causing the student to be sad. Uh Bible man said it was like a wave that drew the very joy from my soul. And I was like, man, <laughs> that's how I feel now. <laughs> that's how I feel about this show right now. <laughs> No, not, you had said not, this, all, not all that. If you not had said this sure. 15 minutes earlier, this would have been a lot more <laughs> profound, but sure. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh. just thought it was a little on the nose. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. Woof. There is a lot here I, that I think another is just wild yeah. to me. Ooh, like, like what? No, please. See, nothing no, felt Zach, wild. You had, you so I'm, I am interested. Well, I was going to say, so something I, I like didn't like, and maybe I'm not the, I'm probably not the right person to speak on this, but all of the villains in Bible Man and this episode included, they tend to be very flamboyant and they tend to be very a lot of times they're they tend to be like racial stereotypes mm-hmm. or or like kind of offensive stereotypes. And it, that wasn't as prevalent here necessarily, but it's still like. Like Bible Man never gets a musical number. It's usually the bad guy, right. and it's kind of like, well, Bible Man's too tough. He wouldn't have a big musical number, right? So it's kind of like, and it's little stuff like that that, that <laughs> which like, to me always me made me like the villain more because they got <laughs> yeah. the musical number, um, right? But yeah, that's I'm I'm glad you brought that up. So many of these villains, often played by the same person, are yeah. extraordinarily queer coded. Um, every yes. one of them just has this sense of like, oh, well, I'm evil because I talk like this and I, you know, who knows what I'm up to. And it's like. Obviously, you know, now we can look at that in 2021 and, and look at that with the lens of like, oh, OK, that was entirely homophobic. And when they thought of what can look like a weak um evil person they thought of a gay man like that was the stereotype you know at in 1999 and i remember it always being very silly and funny it, you know I'm, I'm glad you guys talked about it last week with 321 penguins um again it, it, with kevin it's like very much like as a kid you don't think about that stuff too deeply but that stuff really starts to when you hear someone talking like that in real life Who's the first person you think of? You think of other people in media who you've seen that. What is familiar yeah. to me? And so, yeah, man. And and just the whole doddering one-liner, just totally zooted out sidekick. Um, ludicrous. Ludicrous. Luda. Oh, my <laughs> word. And it's a running gag that so everything- he's always ludicrous. The henchman is always named ludicrous. In every episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just Brandon, everything, everything is just everything so felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything felt like it was pulled from another show I've seen, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if the villain, Maz, Master of Misery. Sure, of course. The iconic villain. If he was maybe based. If he was maybe based off. Because at first I was getting like a little inspector gadget like the claw like you could only see the back of him Mm -hmm. you know in his chair and then you see his face and you engage more with him so i uh, you know that so that 
that had, like left me pretty quickly. But I was curious if like maybe this was kind of based on another villain and something else. Because I felt like, you know, Bible Man's a play on Batman and right. like, you know, there's there's definitely a lot lot to pull from here and you can you can see maybe it, it just feels like a paint by numbers, like they assembled it a little bit just based on other stuff. So that was my first question. Is this villain maybe based on another villain and something else that I maybe didn't see? I don't know. Yeah, I just I I suspect I mean there's clear, clear batman bible yeah. man comparisons. oh yeah between both, both michael keaton I'm assuming, and adam west batman that's you know the corniness comes from the adam west yeah. which i'm presuming willie ames grew up watching mm-hmm. and then the michael keaton batman sure. had the animated series in the 90s that was just so huge um oh, yeah man. definitely probably honestly it goes down to the riddler jim carrey's riddler which was like i think that's 97. exactly what i was gonna say yeah. this it, <laughs> It feels like I don't want to say diet Batman forever. It feels like the dollar store generic diet <laughs> Batman forever, which is already so the, that was the, the I was dollar store was version like, of yep. Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that was kind of the, the big thing I took away. I was like, and that's a lot of the villains, too. They all have that Jim Carrey oh, yeah. as the, the Riddler type vibe. So, I mean, I'm glad that they liked Batman forever. <laughs> and that's, I think, <laughs> something know? that's constant in Christian media, uh, or at least I would call contemporary Christian media. Yeah. So like probably like post 1978 um, is that sure. we are looking at, well, OK, so what has been successful in the last eight years? What is what has been funny? What has been due? Mm-hmm. And it takes so long to formulate and say okay, we can do this, we can do that without it looking like a parody or a ripoff, that by the time they catch up, whatever they do is just so, so, so dated. Like, people don't talk like this anymore. People don't, uh, even like, you know, just like TV shows don't get played out like this anymore, uh, which makes them look even more dated. Um, And I think that's so consistent across so many things that's like, oh boy, you guys really just did not want to create original content here. You just wanted to ride on <laughs> yeah. the fact that people would no. recognize it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Brandon, it's time for my million dollar question that I ask you every time you're on, you're on this show. Did you watch it with your kids? This one, Zachary, I did not watch it with my kids. Think about all the what things they could have learned. Oh my goodness. They're depressed now. That's what happens. They don't know how joy works. They'll never know. They're going to see a guy with a ray gun and they're not going to know what to do. They're going to just be sad. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. That's goodness. that's tough. I don't know how to deal with that. I think Reagan is maybe she's she's going to be five here in a couple of weeks. And I think she's the one who's really starting to recognize when she's sad, when she, like, mm-hmm. you know, and what kind of the things that make her sad, make her happy and. You know, those exp- I don't think this would have this wouldn't have piqued the interest of my kids. I'm sorry. It just it just no, wouldn't no. like I mean, I like- think it's it's just a little, you know, unfortunately, they have a trained eye now and they oh, want yeah. high quality Pixar mm-hmm. and flashy and bright and colorful and beautiful. It just I think they would have been like, what's this? And then walked away. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I mean, just I'll even say, Brandon, your your daughter sat through the black and white movie Heidi and That's was a into great point. it. She th- she sat through all three hours of Sound of Music and asked for it again. That's a so, great point. You know, like yeah. your kids also, you know, don't just like the 
loud flashy stuff they like good content i remember like with the salty episode you said you tried it and you lost their attention within a minute so <laughs> and I was that's curious. just non-stop <laughs> just non-stop colors and in, in oh. noise <laughs> yeah a, but that's so not, I totally get that one. right i totally get that though yeah. because if and i think that the reason this was so popular in a lot of uh, those of us who are now in our mid to late like 20s early 30s was because we were restricted from seeing the other things this was parodying. And so to have something like this that mm-hmm. our parents were willing to put in front of us, we were like, we'll take whatever we can get and be excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because it's the same thing with like Pokemon and Superbook. Like so many people were into the the Superbook anime Ooh. because it was like anime but it was about jesus and so it was good and pure and it was like okay but we want to see pikachu that's the whole point i don't care that it's a robot saying bible (laughs) verses i don't care so i think that's really it makes sense that kids Uh, wouldn't be into it any other era because it's so so niche even within that period of time it was coming out right so um peter (laughs) as the resident superhero expert oh boy how does Bible Man as a superhero stack up against uh, the the other big players? Oof. Well, as um, wow. as we you know saw in Bible Man, his entire full armor of God was provided through holy ordinance, and uh, you know I I think that is is kind of an ultimate nullifier because. You know, even though Willie Ames in the in the post credits behind the scenes thing says, oh, well, the the sword of the spirit is is a is a it's a double edged sword because I want kids to know that, like, you know, they can use scripture to do anything. It's like, no, but they shot a guy. They like literally melted a guy and blew a guy up in this episode. (laughs) That is not you are not like if they were simply speaking metaphorically and like framed it in a different way. Fine. But the fact that it always stuck with me, I was like, well. I want this armor of God. And then you get to like junior high and, you know, do Sunday school and youth group. And they're like, well, it's not an actual armor. And when you're a kid, you're like, oh, well, that's what that is. It's a lightsaber. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. But all things considered, Bible man would be so concerned about talking and being heard that he would probably just like walk off in a huff of like middle-aged white male rage because he just cannot stand the idea that you know baron von strucker as a super nazi is not listening to him quote romans like he all of his bad guys (laughs) sit there holding in in their fights with their lightsabers in and you know dual position just holding it so that he can go on through his his scripture um that being said, I'd say he's top tier, probably would defeat Thanos within moments. Um, mm, sure. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's insane. Bible stuff. Right. You know, typical Bible stuff. And, yeah. and that's the other thing that just it was just overall, it's crazy to me that they were trying to sell this as. You know, parents will understand this is a metaphor, but we are trying to liken. Scriptural principles that are internal issues and internal things to unblock with actual physical violence. And while, while that is really cool to see and it's really fun to watch, like that's, that's, that's not going to (laughs) stick. 
That's kids aren't yeah. going to understand yeah. that on that level. Sure. Yeah. I didn't grow up with as many alternatives because my parents were just like big fans of like movies and film. So mm-hmm. I, I grew up getting to have the good stuff and I was allowed to read comics and, and things like that. So hence I never saw Bible man, but I did a, a little research uh, for once and I saw that in Christian media, the top three best selling uh, VHS tapes that would mm-hmm. go out were number one, veggie tales, number two, three, two, one penguins and number three Bible man, which I mean, there's just also so many episodes, I think, of Bible Man that it's just going to be there's more content to buy. So that makes sense to me. But my my kind of big question is a series like Bible Man, who is who is to blame? Is it the creators or is it the market? I personally think it's both. I think it's you have a market that wants something to be able to give to their kids something that is quote-unquote wholesome and you know christ-like if you will something that has scripture contained within it that they will enjoy and watch something that they will understand and consume their kids will will be into it and in the case of like veggie tales doubly so that the parents can also sort of get some kind of laughter or enjoyment out of it because the kids want to watch it over and over again but you know with Bible Man, it's like, especially I, I was reading that that same statistic that that was happening right when right after the first Spider-Man came out. And so all of yeah. a sudden, superhero movies were a mega hit and anything that wasn't Spider-Man mm-hmm. was going to get some of that runoff attention uh, because of it. And, and I think that really good point everybody who creates this kind of content or you know i know that's a generalization but you know from what i've seen and experienced the people who make these kinds of you know videos and in this kind of content are very much like well i think i'm you know i'm a middle-aged person and i think my kid needs to hear this thing and so this is what's going to be the most important and story is always going to come second um or most of the time mm-hmm. is going yeah. to come second. And so really it's this, well, how do we get people? What, what are people into? We have to make that and sort of sell that. And what are they giving us? We have to be able to give that to our kids. Um, I don't know if you can point to either way because it's, it's you want to feel like there's some intention there, but really it, all it is, is it, it in the end is a rejection of Hollywood and, you know, the, the devils of the West coast who are trying to poison our children. So we are going to listen to Willie Ames, who is this guy who is a, you know, out and proud evangelical who wants to create content. We don't really, they may not even care what Mm -hmm. is happening on screen. It doesn't matter how much violence is on it. Because we know A, B, and C are involved in, you know, the the person, the scripture, the reference to God, all of that is wrapped in. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter what the content is like. Yeah. I think that may be my biggest issue is the, the content is so vanilla. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so, it's, it's. 
it's like they they took all the stuff that they thought people want people loved about superhero movies and shows and and but then but then there's like a few quoted scriptures in there so and they, they didn't so go all in on there's the, so much content yeah packed yeah. in <laughs> but they didn't go all all in on like any of it p- pitch the good pitch the good version of bible man right now mm. they actually like dig into <laughs> the armor of god a little bit and they, and they basically this is a this is a six episode series it's a mini series uh-huh. and one they, piece of armor each episode one piece of armor yeah. each time and they spin and they talk about how it's a metaphor it's not an actual sword right. there's not a lightsaber you know this is how you use the sword of the spirit which is the word of god to help you through a trial this is how you use the shield of faith and what that represents that's the good version of the show that's what was missing yeah i think it was it was literally just a cop cut you know cut and paste and yeah. then let's quote some scripture very much a like, reaction that's my problem. to what I think was that's my big problem culture right exactly yeah. and and that's why I bring up the market, because, you know, I think that that breakdown of where the, the sales were for Christian media makes perfect sense to me. Because as a kid, I remember like VeggieTales is the show that like I would laugh at, but then I would hear like the adults just losing it behind me in the Sunday school room. You right. know, like it's the show that would like have me turn around and be like, well, oh, they're laughing at this, too. And it's really funny. And then, hey. 321 Penguins is from the same people. And Bible Man doesn't feel like people are going back to it, kind of like you were saying, Peter, out of a sense of mm-hmm. like, oh, man, you know, Bob the Tomato, that's my guy. Like, Larry the Cucumber, right. oh, my gosh. Like, I love this so much. It's so fun. Like, you know, the thing with Bible Man is I think it's what you were saying. Like, well, Spider-Man's doing pretty well. Like, maybe we'll we'll just have this. And like I've said this it, about other media, this doesn't feel like something you put on and the kids watch it and take it in it feels like you're in the nursery and this is all in the background while like you're having crafts time or or something like that and my my question this is brandon you kind of dabbled in this a little bit but is there a good version of of bible man yeah i think i think what brandon was saying was was great i think that that having a having a little bit more of a pointed um intention could be really valuable you know one thing that this show does um unlike a lot of other media of the time that was really popular even more so than this was these other shows story or message was was first was the vehicle and then the characters and the accessories of the story were secondary bible man is literally taking his hand Enforcing down your throat its own mythology and mm-hmm. iconography. You have to know who mm-hmm. Coates is, who what Eunice is, what the lightsaber is, what the armor of God does. You have to know that this guy is a bad guy, and you have to know exactly what his name is, and you have to know where they are in school, and you have to know like there's all of these details that are just like totally irrelevant because they want to sort of create this sense of like Wayne Manor. Like, I don't care this guy's Ohio three-story bedroom manner you know like i don't care about that i i really don't you know and and as a kid it looks really cool but then again like watching it now it's like it's so clear how like absolutely flat everything is that it's it's purely just looks cool and the moment you take to look at it any deeper 
it just can't do it. And I can see like a Sunday school class, you know, sort of taking that and then running with it beyond that. But Bible Man tries to do it himself at the very end of the episode. And I'm like, stop talking to me. Hey, kids. The show ended. <laughs> stop talking yes. To me. Bible Man, please. You know, yes. You know something I was thinking about? Why? Why did Larry Boy work? You know, because I was thinking, I think that that works and this doesn't. And then I realized, well, because Larry Boy, it's kind of despite all his best efforts and despite everything he does, it's mainly, you know, Junior Asparagus needs to say that he broke the plate. Laura Carrot needs to say that she started a rumor about somebody else. Like the people need to take ownership of like what they've done. And that's what does it. It's not the superhero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Larry Boy is also wearing Bible Man's colors, so it's like they're literally <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying, trying to upstage right. them. So I'm thinking, like the good uh, the good version of Bible Man is Larry Boy. Yeah, honestly, and and it does more than parody or try to send up the source material or inspirations. What it does is it really tributes it and does a good job of you know sort of putting Easter eggs in, like. You know, Archibald the Asparagus is yeah. named Alfred, and it's like, that doesn't matter to the story. It's not like they're spending all the time being like, Alfred, you know, <laughs> and looking at the camera and being <laughs> like, oh, uh, Master Larry, you you remind me of William Shatner. That's relevant in 1999. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love you. I almost forgot oh that was gosh, mentioned. The Carmen joke. <laughs> The yeah. Carmen joke. I was. I didn't even know. No what one Carmen likes William who? Shatner. <laughs> Carmen. I don't even. I didn't even get the, that. Are you familiar with the? He's like he was a Gaither singer. Oh my gosh! Like the Gaither oh. vocal band. He was like one of the the champion. It was his big song. That was so obscure that even somebody who was embedded <laughs> in the culture is like, what does that even mean? Uh-huh. Oh geez, wow. Well, yeah. that's interesting <laughs> to know. They should have just had Mark Lowry play all these villains. So. <laughs> Listen. Yep. It was very clear that a lot of it's people not were salty. Not available. The songbook is basically, yeah. <laughs> it's just so yeah. It's a long yeah, no, what, version what? of the Bible Man villain origin story. It's but it's salty. Uh. <laughs> it's the Joker style origin story of the Mark Bible Ooh, Man universe. So, so, <laughs> salty v Bible Man, <laughs> God of Justice. No matter who wins, we lose. <laughs> Where they both realize. They both realize that they serve God at the end. <laughs> the, the, salty quotes scripture at Bible man. Why did you say that verse? Goodness gracious. John 316. Yeah, I think I think one thing I think one thing and, and you know, I think Peter really hit the nail on the head. Christian media their big problem is they don't try to do anything original. They no. they find genres and um, stories and themes that are trending and they try to get in on the trend before it kind of peaks before it taps out um, <laughs> two years later, hoping, hoping that it's hoping that it's still on the uptrend, right. you know, let's catch it on, on the way up. And I feel like more often than not, they miss the mark. VeggieTales works because it's original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's original. And it's one of the few original pieces of IP in Christian media. Uh, I think that that's a great point. I just started reading Phil Vischer's memoir and it is so good to read like some of his stories. Like he, he would, he talks about things like he wanted, he, he wasn't really sure what he could do with the animation software. 
And so he almost the only thing he could really make walk was a chocolate bar. And he asked his wife, like, oh, hey, what do you think of this? And she was like, do you know how many parents will hate you if you make their children fall in love with a chocolate bar? Try doing something differently. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like it, exactly. It, it's this idea that, you know, if you're if you're trying to reinvent the wheel, you're going to end up, you know, making a uh, Flintstones car when, you know, Mercedes is rolling by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny because I would say that, you know, the Christians making content. And we know also, you're listening. You get there we first, know you guys are listening. We know you're listening. <laughs> but I think about when the movie. <laughs> this is probably going to be the first time this sentence has ever been said on a Christian based <laughs> podcast. When the movie Sausage Party came out, <laughs> I remember seeing. <laughs> I remember seeing a bunch of people like making jokes about like, why are we getting dirty veggie tails? Right. Like veggie tails already came out. Why are we getting this? Uh, you yeah, know? So no. it's kind of like, Hey guys, like you can get there first. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's possible. Wow. It really is. Yeah, exactly. Make, make Seth Rogen look like he's ripping off your stuff. People. I've right. always said um, this. I've always said this. Yeah. The interview yeah. is just of one big super rack good, shack and makes- Benny ripoff, you know? <laughs> that might be my favorite thing that's ever been said on this show. <laughs> well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. Just like when they offered you some stale goldfish at your uh, Sunday school during snack time, when I offer you more of Bible Man. I'd like for you to give me a yes, please, or a no, thank you. So, uh, Brandon, here comes the goldfish. Would you like some? You know, the problem with the stale goldfish is the Sunday school teacher didn't take the time to purchase the airtight container to keep the goldfish in the classroom. And they didn't take that time. I think the same thing with ha- happens with Bible, man. It's stale. You know, they just rolled the bag over. They threw it in the back of the cupboard. And it's been there too long. I think Bible Man is just a little stale. Had the airtight. I don't even want to spend time thinking about what the airtight container would be in this analogy. But Eunice, the I, computer, no, no thank you for the futuristic computer, <laughs> a director. Yes, all, all yes to all of that, and no thank you uh, from me, Zach. Dang. All right, uh, Peter. Brandon does not want his stale goldfish. <laughs> would you like some? So. Unlike stale goldfish, which is something I, I'm sure I would have enjoyed as a child and still probably <laughs> do. I, I would still have yeah, some today. Bible man, unfortunately, is something I enjoyed very much as a child and thought was just the absolute worst today. Um, something that <laughs> I really I wanted to go in and, you know, seeing clips on the Internet from time to time, but not actually watching a full episode in you know, 15 years, um, I was, you know, optimistic. And, and I think that the only redeeming quality that, you know, stands for me personally is the nostalgia factor. And so, like, if we're going to look at this from, like, an actual place of criticism, there is nothing here. <laughs> there is really, yeah. there is really very little of of anything that you could sustainably present to people and in even with the updates you know 
Apparently, the last animated feature came out in 2020. Like, they're still doing animated Bible Man. Um, which, I mean, hey, maybe at this point, the IP is so far from removed from the source material that it's become its own thing. Um, I remember when they sort of quote-unquote rebooted Bible Man in the early 2000s, they gave him a new suit. They gave him so many cool things that it was like, okay, now he's starting to become his own thing. But especially in these older episodes, there's nothing there. Um, so I'm going to have to say, unlike me in probably first grade, who dressed up as Bible Man for Halloween, yes, I am so <laughs> mad my mother could not find that picture. I was hoping to get it for this episode oh. for you guys to post <laughs> on your Instagram. Unlike that poor, poor child wearing the uh, dishwashing yellow gloves with his Bible Man costume, Mm. I'm going to have to say no thank you. Mm. So I guess uh, all the snacks are coming back to me, and I'm going to have to take them and throw them directly in the garbage. Because this... You know, the this missionary kids like are going to be earlier, talking about the, kids in Africa. You just know it. They're going to be talking about their parents doing all the hard work. <laughs> Goodness. The whole time. They're just shaking their heads. Well, like I said earlier, this, the church. <laughs> this was the hardest content that I've had to sit through oh, for Godfellas. And of course, I, I brought it upon myself. I brought it upon myself. But you this, always do. I always do. But this was the do. most the most challenging. But it's interesting because this is the one of the ones that. I've heard about the most from people about, are you going to do Bible, man? Are you going to do this? And because Mm. I think when you take a step back from it and you're not in it, there seems to be this sort of like wacky, bizarre, otherworldliness to it. But then when you actually sit down and watch it, it's yeah, it's just like you're run of the mill, like not great, not good (laughs) show. And for me, that just wasn't a fun thing to to watch there was really nothing in the show where i was able to go okay well i guess that was kind of cool or i guess i kind of like that or that's worth revisiting it was just the ultimate like you know people probably didn't notice the violence because the the teachers are in the back like talking or right i was gonna say texting but this is the 90s they're in the back like <laughs> smoking a cigarette or sure something, or something like, like that, that. <laughs> like that <clears throat> yeah so this is just the ultimate like lazily made and and again like you can't even this episode especially you can't even really make fun of it because it's not like anyone's trying too hard or anyone's like being too right too over the top everyone is just kind of with the exception of willie ames everybody is at that level of like yeah who cares whatever like we're doing this and willie ames isn't even like over the top acting he's just like you know, you see that he's the writer and the director of most episodes. This so you're is like, the well, most important I guess work cares. I will do in my life. Exactly. And he can't even do that, like, over the top to a level where it's fun. So right. overall, like, there are, there are little, like, glimmers that are, like, giggle worthy. But it's just, it's not for me. It's not for you. It's, it's not for anyone, and uh, I'm going to have to pass on this content. Mm. <laughs> I think the Sad. excitement and the hype around this cultural moment stands out in a lot of people's minds. And I think that mm. is what makes people think of it fondly, is 
sort of the memories of we would watch Bible Man together at so and so's house after church. Yes. Or we would, this is the thing that we would watch together while small group was happening and we had to be in the basement, you know? And so, but that specific emotion will never realistically or organically be produced outside of that context, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. In conclusion, like Peter was just saying, this it's just a shame. Bible man, it's 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 we just hardly a shame. knew you. <laughs> we wish we exactly. had um go go watch Larry Boy instead. Uh the fib is is a great episode. Incredible. Maybe we'll we'll cover that. The rumor we'll, we might cover that on, on Godfellas. As covered by the W's. Amen. Amen. But uh right now, folks, I just want to give a a huge, a huge thank you to uh mr peter kohanick for coming on the show with your insight and your knowledge and uh yeah just thank you for being on on our silly little little show here hey it is and a pleasure where can people yeah where can people find you if they're if they're interested yeah uh well thank you uh thank you guys for for having me uh it's it's uh you can find me online uh, at peter kohanick on twitter that is at P-E-T-E-R-K-O-C-H-A-N-E-K um, and at the real Peter Kohanek on Instagram. Um, occasionally streaming on twitch.tv slash because I'm PK, although I've been on a rather long hiatus from that recently. Um, check out some of my other appearances as a semi-professional podcast guest, always the podcast guest, never the bride. Um, on the secondhand <laughs> film critics episode on um, Loki and uh, Vision, a uh, Wanda Vision, um, as well as the their Christmas one. Hallmark episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Additionally, um, be on the lookout this fall for a well. We're hoping to make it work. An appearance on the podcast Film Is Lit, where uh, I talk mm. with Danny G and uh, his partner about uh, the Civil War comics versus the Captain America movie so give them give them Ooh. a look nice very nice brandon is there anything you've got going on in, in your life yeah i'm quitting i'm quitting <laughs> zach this is it for me. this is it we made it <laughs> no more all right I'm... you'll never you'll never hear from me again no 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 not, not right now just uh just uh is it really in uh whenever i'm on god fellas that's that's what i got brandon thought he nice. had it all when all of a sudden in the middle of a muddy field, he found a disgusting Fame, Bible. Fortune. Watches. I love how fortune was like, success was just like his keychain. Right. And a watch. Success, yeah, is the and watches and, watch. and the, um, yeah, just like random things. They were like, let's get a close up on that. Um, yeah. And somehow just look, a Bible, you know, and he, he all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah. I know this giant 66 book, you know, tome by heart now. This is it. Yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> I'm so glad I tossed all of my documents out of my briefcase. <laughs> oh, Miles Peterson. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you want to engage with us a little bit further, uh, you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. We are the real boys. That's R E E L boys. And if you want to engage with us a little bit further, you want to go a little bit deeper into what we're talking about. You can find our Facebook group, the real lounge, 
where we have some more in-depth conversations. Sometimes we'll kind of throw out questions that make it onto the episode. That's sometimes where we even find guests. So if you're if you're interested, uh, make sure that you sign up for that. It's a, it's really fun, and we do watch parties and lots of lots of cool stuff. We've tried to create a safe community for for film fans to express their opinions uh, without you know judgment or. Or fear. That's what we're about here. We're about sharing your thoughts in an open, safe environment. But if anybody and has anything say- bad to say about Bible Man, I will be so furious. I swear. Yes. Yes. But that's and, it. That's and, and the only thing we're judgmental about. Nothing else. Nothing else is very open. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm saying that like kind of as theaters are opening and we're getting more content and the claws of movie culture are kind of coming back out where we're disagreeing a little more aggressively come to our our nice safe club the the real lounge everybody it's a good time it's a good it's a good space even even just as a you know occasional contributor slash you know uh viewer you know it's it's definitely something that even just joining the group is is a nice sort of thing to pop on your news feed and see what's going on and what people think i always find really neat takes to just sort of you know read through yeah someone tried to pitch samson what a great testimonial <laughs> someone tried Thank to you. pitch samson as a safety brothers movie and that's my favorite Excellent. thing i've ever seen <laughs> oh like, my goodness i hear this man so again come come check us out on there check out peter uh i'm not sure what we're going to be talking about on the next godfellas but uh it, it'll be something let me tell you <laughs> it'll be something uh, but until <laughs> Bible Man Peter, is any know. indication. <laughs> yeah. Well, until next time, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Mr. Brandon. And I've been Mr. Peter Gohan. Well, the adventure is over. We're all heading home. But I hope that you know, friends, you're now.